1: Here we go. Episode 63, Cool Button Hockey Pod. Norris Trophy finalists announced. 8 Series, 7 which are Very, very close. And of course, major news on Long Island. After changing the franchise, Barry Trotz is gone. Craig, how many days will it take before Barry Trotz is coaching somewhere else in the NHL?
0: Well, I know if I have a coach opening or if I have a coach that I think that Barry's better than, which would be just about every team in the National Hockey League, I'm reaching out to Barry Trotz and saying, hey, come to me, come to me. I mean, I think the number of suitors that should be phoning Barry Trotz should be numerous and not just, not just teams with coaching vacancies, teams that want to upgrade their coaching. How many times do we talk about upgrading goaltending, upgrading defense? What about upgrading your coaching? Barry Trotz is a massive upgrade on a lot of teams and most teams coaching around the National Hockey League. I don't know how many days it should take. All I know is how many people should be phoning Barry Trotz and being at his doorstep saying, we want you. The guy's brilliant. Do you know what this smells like? It smells just like when Brian McClellan didn't extend him in Washington after they won the Stanley Cup. I mean, you can talk about the New York Islanders missing the playoffs. He turned that franchise around. Lou's been around for a long time, Hall of Famer. We know that doesn't mean all his decisions are right.
1: And I don't think this one is right. The only thing I can think about is that the Islanders want to change their style, more skill that Barzell flap his wings, maybe bring in more offensive players. I I'm trying to figure it out. Although you'd Ooh. say, weren't there offensive players when Barry was coaching in Washington Weren't there offensive players when Barry was coaching uh, in Nashville? So I, I wouldn't do it. All I know is this. Let's not go through the teams that need a coach. Let's just go through the teams that don't need a coach. Well, probably Tampa, probably Pittsburgh. And then there's Barry Trudge. <laughs> it's probably faster to go the other way around.
0: <laughs> oh, it is faster. And trust me. Okay. So let's go look at Barry. He was like going to Nashville. Goes to Washington, right? Here's what he did in Washington. Coach of the year. President's Trophy, President's Trophy, Stanley Cup. We don't want him. We'll go in another direction. Oh, great. Okay. Goes to the New York Islanders, right? Okay. So what's happened since he's gone to New York? Two Stanley Cup Conference Finals, okay? Game seven in 2021. Now they come into a new building. They have to start the whole year on, the the, the whole beginning of the year on the road. All those games on the road, they go through massive COVID and he still has them going. And you're going to tell me now, and and this is where I'm going to fully disagree with you. Lou is about winning. Lou is about winning. He's not about offense or changing. He's about winning. Barry Trotz is a winner. I don't like this. And I know there might be some other reasons that that, that could, uh, you know, bubble to the surface. I don't like this. I think that this is a problem for the New York Islanders, not having Barry Trotz, just like it's been shown unequivocally. There was a problem for the Washington capitals.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just trying to figure out what goes on in lose mind. And, you know, uh, does the Brock Nelsons and Anders Lee, you know, want to open things up a bit more? Do they want to change their man-on-man? Man? Oh, the players,
0: but- why don't we make the players the coach then? Oh, I get it. Let me just see. I've never heard a player be disappointed about going deep into the playoffs with a chance to win the Stanley Cup. Never heard of- You know who I hear complain about coaches? The losers. The You know, the ones that don't want to, that aren't committed to winning. That's who complains about coaches.
1: Well, I know a loser franchise in terms of never having won, even though I think they're pretty good. And before we talk about the Stanley Cup playoffs, I would say if I'm the Winnipeg Jets and this man, Barry Trotz, is from Manitoba, I would say, remember Andre Dawson when he had to leave the Expos for you baseball fans and the Cubs gave him a blank check. And they said, fill in the amount. So he said, because he was betting on himself, one year, 500000 Good money back then, but a long time ago. You know what he did that year? He won the MVP. And guess what they said? Okay, here's another blank check and give us a new amount. Uh, I wouldn't sign a one-year deal if I'm Barry. If I'm Winnipeg Craig, I'm going first. I'm going first if I'm the Jets.
0: Before this news came out about Barry Trotz being relieved of his duties in Long Island, I've said this on the record. If Barry Trotz was coaching the Winnipeg Jets this season, they would have had 110 points. Goaltending, good defense, really good offense. If Barry Trotz had the offense that the Winnipeg Jets had in Long Island, they would have made the playoffs. They would have made the playoffs. So this isn't about style of play. This is about Barry Trotz. To me, back it up. Here's your contract. Fill in the years, fill in the amount, Barry. And thank you very much and welcome to Manitoba. But guess what? They're going to have competition. They're going to have a lot of competition
1: for Barry Trotz around the league. Barry might end up becoming the highest paid coach. He Supply and demand. That's how supply and demand works. So uh, it's, a, it's a great story. It's an intriguing story. Okay. Flames, stars. What happened game three? And are you confident that Calgary will get enough on Jake Ottinger, whether it's Johnny Goodrow breakaway operator? He goes top right all the time. I don't know why he's going a little blocker. Anyway, are the Flames feeling it? Where's your level of angst for Daryl Sutter and the top line?
0: No, no, no angst for the Calgary Flames at this point in time. It's 2-1 for the Dallas Tuck. The Calgary Flames have become progressively better over the course of the series, game one to game two to game three what they haven't been able to do is 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 solve jay Ottinger. we know uh, everything that goes around good playoff goaltending and everything so they 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 have to find a way to get the puck behind them Jacob Markstrom uncharacteristically gave up two brutal rebounds and he didn't just give them up and kick them right into the slot area. Playoff Pavelski was waiting for him. I mean, the guy is a predator. He's all over that. You can't kick him out. That game Saturday night was a 2-1 classic Calgary Flames victory if Markstrom does his part. And I'm not just uncharacteristic mistakes, but if they lose game four, I'd I'd say my level of angst is going to be elevated right up the ladder not now. I like I like the way they've played, and, you know, Dallas to me have, have played hard, they've got great goaltending, but one team is getting better, and the other team to me, despite a couple of victories, I don't see them getting better. In fact, I see them getting a little bit more, like, you, you know, stormed over. If that carries through in game four, I like the flames coming through it.
1: Yeah, I'm probably a bit more worried than you are, because I didn't think they'd be in this situation. Yeah. I like game one, Um, I saw some things I didn't like in game two we talked about the chances Uh, my numbers were low your numbers were even lower which is not in Calgary's uh, favor Um, and the flavor of the first line there has to be more I'd like to see it to fully snipe I'd like to see Kachuk in and around the I'd like to see Jake Ottinger's life tougher Uh, and we're in a results business and it's about execution. So I'm not saying the effort isn't there. Don't say, people say lack of effort. No, I'm about execution. And it's not been about effort. So I'd like to see the chances increase, your chances of scoring when you have more high danger chances and, and get the puck to the net and go across the slot line, go up. I want to see more of that. I went back and rewatched the game two and all their chances were straight on or angle. They didn't fake shot pass. Mondjapani, right on, on, right on Ottinger. Tanab right on Ottinger. Pafoli, right on Ottinger. So Ottinger's there. He's fronting the shooter. There was never a backdoor play or something else. Little too easy for my mind. If the Flames make it harder, we will be tied. It does feel like a 2-2 playoff, doesn't it? We saw that on Sunday, and that's probably what I expect from Florida. I don't know if you expect that from the Rangers. Forget the... We're probably going to spend a lot of time talking about the abs and and the Preds because Daryl was right about it. Like, what are are we going to say? Darcy's okay. I'm not changing the mask. The NHL goalies don't want to change the mask, or they would have changed the mask. So forget that series. Let's go to the Rangers in Pittsburgh. 87, unbelievable. But when Georgiev got tired or came out of the game at 4 1, then the Rangers come back. And then you need a moment. And you know what that moment was?
0: Shesterkin came out. Yeah. And Gorgiev went in.
1: Yep, yep. Shusterkin out at 4-1, uh, plays a triple overtime game. Maybe a little tired, I'm not sure. Then the moment giveaway in the corner. I think it was Nemeth and Zabanajad. Not blaming them, it was them. And then Heinen comes in and, ah, oh, there it is. There's your moment in a high-scoring series. What's the phrase? The pen is mightier than the Shesterkin, or in this case, the Giorgiev. The pens have been better? Craig, they have been better and are full marks for where they are right now.
0: Let's rewind to the beginning of the season, okay? Okay. No Malkin, no Sid. And how good were the Pittsburgh Penguins at the beginning of the season? You know, Mike Sullivan, I mean, they were were right on it. Everybody's, oh, look at these Penguins. Look at everybody's surprised, right? Don't be surprised with Mike Sullivan, anything he does. Because what Mike Sullivan does is takes what he has, gets his whole team involved in the process and says, we're all in this together. We're all in, we're all together, right? Yeah. Oh, you're way better with Malkin and Crosby and those guys. We know that, right? But that's a team now that that's a pack. They're a pack and they are playing hard. And even when the Rangers came back and made it 4 one, they were still a pack. They were, they were there. And to me, Mike Sullivan is, is, is he, he's one of the NHL's very best coaches. Oh yeah. Thanks Cat Mob. Yes. Yeah. I know that, you know, that, but the bottom line is, the, the the Rangers have a tiger by the tail. They, they they have a tiger by the tail. And unless they find a way to handle the Penguins' pressure and their tenacity and their determination and competitive spirit in all areas of the game, they're going to have a tough time being in this series. I, I, I got to tell you, Pittsburgh right now looks like the team going up 3-1 and putting the Rangers'
1: backs right to the wall. And so what have we had? Three games is nine. Triple overtime is 12. Two of the 12 periods have been good periods for the Rangers, one out of necessity, right? To kind of save a game. And I thought period one of game one, and then into the two-nothing cop goal when Sid got angry, shot the puck down on the ice, and the series changed. That's 10 and 2, Craig. I'm not talking about hands on the wheel because the penguins have had their hands on the wheel. This is a a little surprising. I think people have thought that the Rangers were going to be more in control but it's almost as if the Rangers are back to their start of the year where they were winning games only because of Shisterkin and just living by a a wing and a prayer. Now they're, they're on a bit of a wing and a prayer. Igor has got to be great in game four, but everything in this series, look at the analytics, look at the power plays, look at the penalty killing, look at the goals. look at It's all in Pittsburgh's favor. If I'm the Penguins tonight, I am leaving it on the line. Unlike some other two and one teams that did not deliver when they were in that same situation, which we'll get to in just a bit. Well, why are we
0: going to wait just a bit? We're going to go right down to Florida, Florida, right? That's where we're going. You talk about a team that had a chance to really back up the Stanley Cup champions. They had a chance. I said on TSN on Sunday night, the turning point of that game was the opening faceoff, because, you know, one team, was ready, and the other team was like a deer in the headlights, and that's how it played out right from the first shift. And doesn't matter what happened in the third period or anything, the the Toronto Maple Leafs were owned in game four, owned. And you know, the, 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 every series is going to present an opportunity to, to 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 get a stronger grip on it, to take a stranglehold on it. Did, did the Toronto Maple Leafs even realize that that opportunity was there? Did they even realize? And then, you know, okay, you know a lot of my pet peeves. It's, it's, it's long-time friendship, long-time colleagues. You know what my pet peeve is? Yeah, while well, we're hoping for a split. Really? You were hoping for a split? Really? You were hoping for a split after you won game three? Really? You, like, so you're telling me that, like, you, 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 you weren't hoping for two? Like give me a break. Like th- th- it's kind of like, it's my pet peeve. I hate the comment. No, you know what? We're going down to Florida or to Tampa Bay. We're going, we're going to take two. We're not going there hoping for a split. We're not happy with a split. We want two. Does that means we come home three one and we got a hold on this. Oh boy. Talk about disappointing. Talk about disappointing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. It'll be interesting game five. And, and I'm just going to, and I'll let you take it from there. Same thing happened in LA. Same thing happened in LA with the Edmonton Oilers.
1: I I think for as well as proud and excited they must have been the Leafs I'm saying after winning game 3 and playing an outstanding hockey game, hanging on at the end but competing, all the things, goaltending. Engvall, McCabe, if you even know who those guys are. David Camp, you know, not winning with your main star players being the main. Okay, everyone rowing in the right direction. Spencer back in. Wow. Now back to you. Now we're up to one We've already got our split. So let's go. We're in the bonus. And the game ends on the home of the brave? And you don't show up and compete? Did you send the Marlies? We could argue whether Justin Hall should have played or started. His giveaway obviously was terrible. We could argue why Matthews and Marner are third in the rotation for lines. They jump on the ice again, already losing. Whatever. I want to say this. At what point did they ever think they were ever in the game or were ever going to do anything to save it? To have a team's fourth line? This isn't Team Canada 87 anchored by Doug Gilmore with 100-plus points on the fourth line with Rick Tockett No, Belmar, Maroon, and Perry score in the same game. It feels again like the Lightning are leading the series 2-2. And the Leafs are Jerry's girlfriend. In the light, ah, beautiful. Over here, ah, the (laughs) Leafs are good, bad, and ugly. We saw a lot of good on Friday. At the end, oh, some bad they were hanging on. Last night was U-G-L-Y. You ain't got no alibi. So I don't know what to expect. It feels advantage. How many times does a team lead a series 2-2? The Lightning, to me, they lead the series
0: 2-2. Hey, I'm with you. I mean, right now, I mean, and, and, and I, I always talk about path to victory. And I thought the Toronto Maple Leafs showed a clear path to victory after game three. And I think now the Tampa Bay Lightning have shown a a real path to victory after game four. And what what concerns me is that I look at the progression of a series, and what I see is is a Toronto Maple Leafs team that that couldn't build on that progression. I I think the Tampa Bay Lightning can. And and, and I think that Toronto has a bigger problem. I think Toronto has a bigger problem. They're a three-line team.
1: I don't think their fourth line can give them very much. Can't wait for game number five in that series before we go back to Florida, but really DC to analyze those series. Remember, we give you what we think is going to happen. Only God knows what is going (laughs) to happen. But sometimes we're right as it relates to who we like and who we don't. Time now for KB on Ice, an inside look at the NHL brought to you by our friends at Sports Interaction. Sports Interaction is Canada's sportsbook 19 plus play responsibly. Mr. Button, who do you like and why?
0: Okay, you asked me at the beginning of the playoffs, you said, are we giving enough credit to Sidney Crosby?
1: <laughs> and I said, it's
0: not about Sidney Crosby, I give credit to Sidney Crosby all the time. Sidney Crosby is amazing. Seventeen years of brilliance, and there's no drop in that play. Mike Sullivan is an awesome coach. Louis Domingue has come in and done his thing. That all they need him to do. Can they score five goals? Yeah, they can. And they've shown that they can chase the Sturkin from the net. Penguins go up three-one. They 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 put the Rangers on the brink. I can't bet against Sidney and Mike Sullivan. I can't. I can't. And the stars in Dallas with Jake Ottinger. You know what? He has saved their
1: bacon. Not in game four. Comes back to Calgary 2-2. I'll jump on that theme because it has to happen and Calgary has to find a way. I see the numbers, thanks to a birdie. um, Sometimes the numbers have to pop and they have to pop for a lot of reasons, scoring chances. Uh, Forget bad rebounds on one end, maybe score some of those rebound type goals, slot line Royal Road goals at the other so I got to take Calgary the same way I got to take Florida. I I I'm a little shocked we're at where we're at in watching the afternoon sunshine at the patio. Capitals winning. We're gonna find out what Andrew Burnett and the Panthers are all about. It it has to be Calgary and it has to be Florida for me, Mister Button. I'm
0: with you on that. And hey, the sweep is happening in Nashville. Yeah, the Bruins.
1: Eight wasted days. I was staying away from that anyway. Uh, With the most competitive odds, Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out when you win. Thanks to us. Join now and see what sports betting has to offer. Sportsinteraction.com forward slash cool button pod. That's sportsinteraction.com forward slash cool button pod. Good luck. Win. Make your money. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Same question about Sutter and the Flames. Are Andrew Burnett and the Panthers in trouble? Are they coughing up a furball? I see some dumb, dumb things there too. I know the scores and empty net goals changed some things. It's as if the Capitals set a trap for the Cats. And at times, going back to game one and the series, two goals that gave them the victory, that the Cats are walking into this Florida or DC trap I'm seeing underwhelming Panthers. What are you seeing here as we go to game four? I'm going to share a story with you.
0: 1998 Stanley Cup playoffs. Dallas Stars are playing the San Jose Sharks. Game four, up to one. And uh, Mike Medano, halfway through the game, is getting getting antsy, getting anxious. Mike Keene leans over, puts his hand on his arm and says, Mike, just keep doing what you're doing don't have to do more, don't do less. He goes, and and the lesson from Mike Keene at that time, two-time Stanley Cup champion, was that, you know, in a course of a series, just keep playing, just keep playing. Too much of the time, Steve, players try to do too much. That's where they run themselves in because they think they're not doing enough. That's where Mike Madonna was at. And Mike Keene just calmed them down and reminded them. That's where the Washington Capitals are right now in terms of just, we're going to play. We've been there, we've done that, we've won. The Florida Panthers have to just calm down when it was, when they were up one, nothing, even when it was one, one, just keep playing. But they, it, it's almost like they, Oh, we're not getting this. So now we're going to force it. Well, now it's two one. Oh, whoa, whoa, now we're going to force it more. That was three, one, right? You got to stay in the game. You got to understand what the rhythm of the game is. You know, Steve, I got kicked out of dance classes. I got my money refunded, you know, when I took dance, dance lessons, I'm not going to throw my wife under the bus, but we both got kicked out, you know, anyway, (laughs) bottom line is when you're on the dance floor, you better be able to understand what the music is and what the rhythm is. Because if not, you're going to look like Elaine Bennis dancing in a very awkward manner right now. That was the Florida Panthers in game three. Everything's
1: not everything, but I can give you the numbers. You've seen the power play numbers. You've seen the penalty kill. You've seen the five on five. So Andrew Burnett is a former player who's in a spot on a team that finished first overall. So what adjustments do we see? You know, we saw Huberto play with Barkov and it worked game two. Then we go into game three. Do we go back to what's worked? You s- Mike Keane hand on Mike Medano. Let's go back to our normal four lines. Let's go back to playing Panthers hockey. Let's take a deep breath. Pat Burns said, in a seven game series, it's worth its salt. Game four is what matters because the series is 2-1 for somebody. The game four winner, he believes, and we could really use the Tampa example in this, has this je ne sais quoi, the conch, if it will, that that team had a 3-1 chance. And guess what? For whatever reason, for what we did, they didn't seize the moment. So Tampa is an example, seize the moment. Now, Florida's in a spot where we know what Washington wants. Florida does these special things tonight. They now return home in a mini series. I know they've got it in them, but if they're feeling it, if they're coughing up this furball, if the veteran capitals who have been there frustrate the Panthers and they go into this cat trap that I'm talking about, I will be worried. I need that old show to tell the truth. I need the real Florida Panthers of 82 regular season games to stand up tonight right from the get-go, not desperation. Nobody wants to be desperate. I want confidence, execution with the puck. Right now, there's forcing it. You alluded to it, and something's not there. So I want to know what Andrew Burnett has done by looking at the film because clearly he's going into something in the neutral zone that the Panthers have not seen this season? Uh, I'll I'll
0: give you three things. If if I'm Andrew Brunette and I'm coaching the Florida Panthers. We are beating the the Washington Capitals to every spot on the ice positionally. We're coming hard back so that our defense in our own zone have have an outlet. We're coming back. We're not getting ahead of the play. We're coming underneath the play, our positioning. We are going to beat uh, Washington to every good position on the ice. Number one. Number two, through the neutral zone, if we don't have a play, we're just putting it back into the other team's zone below the goal line, and we're going to see how we can force that defense into mistakes and grind them from there. That's number two. And number three is – we're not going to try to show that we're tough. We're not going to try to get ourselves into penalty trouble and penalty kill. Like, and I don't think they're trying to show that they're tough. That was the wrong way to put it. But the discipline that goes with number one, get into the right positions on the ice, what means you're not going to be reaching in and taking silly penalties. Right. And that, that disciplined approach of just, this is what we're going to do. And we're, and, and, one minute two minutes three minutes seven minutes 80 minutes 18 minutes 38 minutes that's how we're playing and we're quicker we're more skilled and we can beat them if we play like that that's as simple as i would put it that's how we're gonna play
1: yeah and they they've they've, gazoo has been in this series talking to fred and bernie there's been some dumb dumb penalties like florida exactly right so we talk about action penalties and reaction i learned that from uh uh, former hockey guy, I think Sherry Bassett a long time ago, an action penalty on making a play, we live with. Defending a goal, we live with. The other stuff, we can't. That's that's a not a physical mistake. That's a mental mistake. And Florida's kind of shot themselves in their own foot in that regard. Boston, Carolina, didn't see this coming. Didn't see this coming. Didn't see the perfection line change coming. Didn't see Marchand's five points. I did see the Canes having not their starter to need something in the series in boston game three ah, rabbits i'm not going to get into that one game four anti-ranta two moments of not strong enough for me pucks from around the net in front if a player needs to be strong on his stick if a defenseman needs to be tough in front of the net then a goalie in the crease there was a controversy roll 69.7 loose pucks to brusk and everything I'm not here to blame officials or hockey ops. Don Garski did it best. He basically said, we have a call on the ice. Now it goes to a group of the two referees, situation room, hockey ops, and a retired referee. They all get together. What are they? They're they're, they're, they're throwing darts at a dartboard? No, they get together. They look and say, loose puck, rule 69.7. We've decided it's a goal. This is not them deciding the game. To me, this is anti-ranta. Come on, man, be tough in front of the net. Whether it's that player or the other, the Canes led both games, 2-1, 1-0. They were there. They got beat to it later, and they got beat in the crease. That's why we're 2-2 now. I know they missed Freddie, probably missed him Sunday more than they've missed him so far since he's been hurt. That's fine. We're even again, but I want to check some Boston boxes for their adjustments and what the top line did.
0: Did they miss Kochenkoff? you tell me well i mean you, you you come back and you and you watch how anti ranta played and it, it it was it was it was unstable that's what i would call it he just he didn't he, even even when they had the lead he he didn't look stable in there he he looked uncomfortable now I, i'm not i'm not here to speculate but like you you wonder, you come in, he had that collision with David Pasternak. You're you, you, like, does that start to remember? He's He's been a goaltender. That's had a lot of injury problems and you know, and, and are, are you feeling comfortable? He didn't look stable. He didn't look stable back to what we talked about understanding when there's an opportunity, huh? no Hampus Lindholm, no Charlie McAvoy.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I'm sitting there going like, Oh boy, like, this is like, to me, it was like perfectly laid out. The, the table was set perfectly for the Carolina Hurricanes. And like, what? Like, that's, that's, that's what you performed with? Like, I, I'm, I'm confounded. And like, last week, I'm going like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm stopped it. I, I, I don't have any faith in the Bruins. And like, you know, why don't I not have faith in the Hurricanes? I'm not doing that anymore. Well, now I watched that yesterday and I'm like, oh boy, oh boy. Like, really? That's what you got out of, uh, uh, like, when you had a chance to grab a hold of the series? Okay. Maybe I was right about the Canes. Maybe I was wrong about the Bruins. Maybe I was, uh, you know, right about the Bruins and wrong about the Canes. I don't even know anymore. I don't even know. Am I right and wrong? I think I am. (laughs) Just
1: depends on the day. Yeah. the The relentlessness stayed in Raleigh with the Canes and the Bruins brought exactly that to those two games, which is great for us as fans because we've seen in our lifetime 2 2 holding serve, game five, game six. Maybe this is a homer series, and we've seen the Canes go to overtime with the Bruins and the Capitals in uh, postseasons gone by. Um, if the Canes lose 3 1 or 2 1 empty netter or in overtime, it's another story but they left something on the table and we've got a theme here cuz we could argue minnesota edmonton we've already talked toronto and carolina i've left something on the table the difference maybe for the blues in their win and the kings in their win bennington's back and he's got cachet quicksand is what i call the oilers in their two losses to jonathan right cuz he's been so good I don't know if he can do this four times. He might have to. He doesn't have to do it seven because they only have to win four. Um, but he was very, very good. And then Bennington back. Are we, didn't we say we were going to see a lot of goalies in this series? So I love it for the unpredictability. And it does remind me of something that I'm probably not very good at. Stay calm when it's good. Don't get too low when it's bad. So really, really, should we be that surprised we're 2-2 Minnesota St. Louis and we're 2-2 Edmonton like what's Edmonton done to change our narrative so the goalies that have won cups as starters right Bennington I know Fleury has as well but uh and quick when they were needed the most we're able to help change the narrative again I love it I just don't want to get too high or too low which is not my mo I'm up and down like a Yo, yo. Do you like roller coasters? Yes. I'm riding one right now. These- <laughs>
0: but, 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 but you just described riding right, a roller coaster, right? You know, the, the, the slow, slow climb and then, you know, the, the drops and then the anticipation of the turns and everything that goes with it, right? And, and that's the Stanley Cup playoffs. And, you know, I sit here and, you, you know, and I, I always say that the Stanley Cup playoffs are like match play golf. Okay. You had a bad hole. Come back on the next hole. But after four games or after three games, there's patterns that are emerging. There's, there's, there's certain things that are happening. One of the things that, you know, when you, when, when you look at, and I'm going to go to the LA Kings, they've been to an Oilers series, right? If it wasn't for Mike Smith in game three in that first period, the LA Kings are up 5-2. They, they, they were brilliant in that first period. It's 2 nothing. It got away from them. They lose 8-2. I get it and everything. Well, the LA Kings came out with exactly the same effort in period one of game four. So like you're the Edmonton Oilers and you're going, wait a second here. We saw what they did to us in game three in period one. Like, are you surprised? Listen, I know Jonathan Quick made some really good saves. (laughs) I don't think the Edmonton Oilers had any right to get a victory out of LA in game four. Not a right. You know, and Mike Smith wasn't to blame. You couldn't blame him on the first goal or the second goal. I mean, you know, not his fault. And he made some really good saves. And I know Quick did too. Oh, up 3-1, coming home to Edmonton. You know what the biggest thing is for me with Edmonton? Uh, What the miss is in game four? Now you got to go back to L.A. for game six. You got to go back. You could have won game four, come back to Edmonton, close out the series, you're home and you're cooled out, getting rested and relaxed and getting ready for round two. Now you got to go back to L.A., right? And, and Jonathan Quick's a big-time performer. Jonathan Quick's a big-time performer. You, we can sit here and say, you know what, can he do it four times? I, all I know is this, he's done it in the past. And if you're going to bet against Jonathan Quick, I'm not prepared to do that. Bottom line is, Oilers missed it. And it was the way they played. And then they got frustrated at the end. And I get it. Things get tested. It was the way they played. Can you imagine Jordan Binnington hasn't won a game since game seven of the 2019 Stanley Cup playoffs in the playoffs? Yeah. And now they say, Jordan, you're our guy to save our playoff season. Wow. <laughs> Is there any greater pressure than that? And boy, did Jordan Binnington deliver
1: yeah, it's almost as if he comes in. It doesn't work this way in hockey. Wild thing, <laughs> make my heart sing. You know, why? And then, and he's a hockey guy. Um, and 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 he's got the the, the, the and the pedigree. Um, did any of the two-one losers blow it the most? Are they all in the same pot? Like, I'm probably, I'm probably least concerned for Carolina. I, I'm. For whatever reason, whether that's right or wrong, we haven't got to the two-one games on Monday because they haven't happened yet, you know. And if I'm St. Louis, we're getting guys back, like healthier guys are back. So you mentioned McAvoy, Lindholm out. Carolina not relentless, not capitalizing on Jeremy Swayman. Okay, Swayman wins Game Three and Four. What he stopped forty-seven shots? No man, no. No, not, not enough, not enough. And, and, and Minnesota allow it like, like, like Cairo and that, like we say Minnesota and their grit, but it was St. Louis's skill. The wow goals. Like Cairo could add a hat trick if he didn't pass to barbershop on the two on one late in the period. Like that's the goal of the playoffs so far between his legs. So St. Louis has to win, not with the grind, but with the skill. So we needed the third line skill to do something. And they did Bennington. He did. So, I don't know what it means other than we're getting six, 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 the sign of the devil, but guys coming back would change the narrative a bit. Cause Minnesota had an opportunity with a banged up blue line and they couldn't take advantage. I admire the teams who were down that looked inside intestinal fortitude and did it. And I think that when we talk about one weekend, that's why it's been such a great roller coaster ride. The, the ride's nowhere near over this first round. And I'm, Kudos to me, Bennington, Cairo, Quick, Dano. See that pass? See that pass in front of the net oh. and the perfection line and Bruce Cassidy. Like when we really need you, I need you. And they all did special things on Sunday. Special Sunday for them.
0: Yeah, you know what, Steve? Well, yeah, well said. And I'm not surprised where Minnesota and St. Louis is at. I'm not. I mean, we talked about that series going seven and, you know, they're two, they're two really good teams. And you know what, that's the one that gives me so much intrigue because I, I I don't think St. Louis winning Minnesota losing game four has any material effect on game five. I think it's going to be an all out great game again in game five, just, just like these two teams play against one another. Uh, we, we can talk, like, I just talked about Edmonton, you know, you gotta go back to LA like, oh geez, like not that it's bad to go to LA, but like, you know, you gotta go back to LA, you know, bottom line is this is the playoffs. This is what the playoffs bring to you. Right. And, and so we, you know, we, we, we talked about Mike Sullivan and the Pittsburgh Penguins. We talked about Florida and Washington and, you know, but Carolina going home, Minnesota going home, Edmonton going home listen, you you don't want to go back on the road down because if any of those teams are down going back on the road, that's not a good place to be. Oh, now I know again, Cap Mobius, right? But I'll tell you why. Because now it would be in Carolina's case, three losses in a row. It would be in Minnesota's case, two losses in a row. And it would be in LA's case or Edmonton's case, two losses in a row after obliterating them in games two and three. Those are not good signs. If you lose game five.
1: Yeah. We're going to find out. Monday and Tuesday. The intestinal fortitude. The relentless lesser. Lack thereof with some of these teams. What they're all about. Not just to win their series. But to win four. So there are a lot of early signs. Some have been good. And some not so good. Um, Right now. For some teams, the sign better change uh, or the sign could read first T over here uh, if they don't get better in a hurry or at least answer the bell. Uh, UltimateHockeyFans.com forward slash cool button pod is our final font sponsor. Ceiling fans, puck light fixtures. Talk to our buddy, Paul Cohen. Our discount, UltimateHockeyFans.com forward slash cool button pod. Final thoughts on this wacky weekend going into Manic Monday, Craig. Other than Nashville and Colorado, the rest are all still to be decided. I love it.
0: Well, you talked about answering the bell. You know what? Maybe Paul Cohen can, can create a bell <laughs> for the playoffs. <laughs> game five, ding, 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 ding. Let's go. Because the game fives are going to be great. We know that. But the game fours on Monday night, Wow. I mean, can you imagine the Calgary Flames who have been so brilliant during the course of the season? And I said, my anxiety level isn't high. I I think they've been getting better over the course of the series. If they lose, I can only tell you this. It's snowing in Calgary on this Monday. It'll get colder than cold in Calgary if the Flames lose on Monday night in Dallas.
1: (laughs) I want to close with 69.7. And Don Kaharski's brilliant so far in these playoffs. In a rebound situation where the goalkeeper and attacking player are simultaneously attempting to play a loose puck inside or outside the crease, incidental contact with the keeper will be permitted, and any goal that is scored, the result thereof will be allowed. That's the rule. If you want to change the rule, let's argue about changing the rule. If you think the infraction by DeBrusque was intentional interference, call a penalty on him. But when it's a goal on the ice, and we've got the minds that run hockey ops, and a retired referee and the two referees all get together and they make a decision, and you don't like it, that doesn't mean you're right because you don't like it. You have a better way to do this? I'm all ears. I haven't heard of a better way to do this. This is eyes in the sky. There's a call. There's a ruling. And what Don did to walk us through it on TNT was brilliant. And at the end of the day, he said, you know what it is at the end of the day? It's still a 50-50 call. So when it's 50-50, it might not go the way you thought or you liked. That doesn't mean everything you believe in is right and everybody else is wrong. It stinks. But my thing is this, be stronger in the crease, be stronger on the puck. And maybe some of those results will change. So, so, so
0: you talk, so Don says it's a 50, 50 call. Let me just say this. Okay. I'll, I'll go along that that type of reasoning with Don Karski, it's a 50, 50 call made by people that have vast amounts of experience where they come to a point where they're really really confident maybe not a hundred percent but really really confident based on their experiences on the ice the referees <laughs> and in the situation room the nhl hockey ops right and we got people weighing in that are going to just say oh yeah we should no i'm trusting the process i'm trusting non ice officials so that 50 50 give me the experience of the people involved in those decisions. And it's way better than 50, 50.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And if we didn't have this, we would have the old days where a player picked up the puck and threw it in the net in a Winnipeg game against, I think it was Philly and the goal counted. So think about that, pick up the puck and throw it in the net and the goal counted. I know the referee, I will not mention his name now, We've got all these things in place to do as good a job as possible. And I'm actually very happy where we are on goaltender interference and the calls that have stood so far. Just because you don't hurt hurt your team, unless you've got a better way, the call on the ice stands, and it's a good hockey goal, Mr. Button. It is.
0: You know what else? Episode 63 we're signing off and we're not 50 50 on signing off we're 100 on signing off we've been listening to the cool button hockey podcast see you on thursday we're gonna have a lot more information to go through as these playoff series continue